the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, we had another murder overnight in Columbus, and it appears to be a completely innocent bystander, another young man. Man, this is so awful. Sunoco Station, 2725 West Broad Street. Uh, 21-year-old man, customer at the station. His name is Andrew Combs. He interrupted an attempted robbery inside and was shot and killed. 1 a.m. Wednesday morning. Uh, This is a problematic location for Columbus police. They have been summoned there on average of six times a month for the last two years. 30 police reports related to shootings, robberies, assaults, drugs, overdoses, domestic violence, and more. Well, this is one of the businesses that the city attorney is targeting their liquor license. I would presume with hopes of putting them out of business. May I say, it's not a gas station problem. It's a neighborhood problem. And whatever would go in there next, you take away this people's license, there's going to be something else go in there next, and it's going to be the exact same problem. But man, I don't know anything about Andrew Combs. But anytime something like this happens, I see the face of Kevin Sobnowski, who was just as innocent and was murdered at the Sheets gas station out by the airport uh, a little over a month ago. So we were talking about the uh, crazed allegiance to wokeness demonstrated uh, idiotically in our nation's medical schools, which are now prioritizing equity over quality of care and now seeing color and ethnicity and the like in the patients they treat. Uh, Elon Musk the other day tweeted something that seems apropos in this conversation. He tweeted, the woke mind virus is either defeated or nothing else matters. I concur. The woke mind virus. What is a part of the woke mind virus? Well, a part of the woke mind virus is this phenomenon we have going on in our country now called presentism. Presentism. Presentism is judging Something in the past by the standards of today. I saw a video last night of city workers in Philadelphia unboxing <laughs> unboxing a statue of Christopher Columbus. Now, they weren't unwrapping a present of Christopher Columbus. They had, in the aftermath of the George Floyd riots built a ginormous box, like 12 feet high and six feet on every side, around the statue of Christopher Columbus in some public park in Philadelphia. Why? Because the statue of Christopher Columbus was being judged by the standards of today. 
I saw a headline yesterday. John Marshall School of Law at Cleveland State University is no longer going to be named the John Marshall School of Law. Uh, Why? Uh, Because the Board of Trustees at Cleveland State University voted unanimously to change the name of the John Marshall School of Law. And why did they do that? Because John Marshall was a slave owner. Okay, this is beyond stupid, okay? Beyond stupid, but it is a demonstration of the woke mind virus that Elon Musk says is either defeated or nothing else matters. It is absolutely positively true. What else is a part of the woke mind virus? Gender-affirming care. Gender-affirming care. You know, we treat people, and should treat them, as if they have a mental illness if they cut themselves. We give them psychological counseling if someone is anorexic, but they think they're fat and overweight. We don't say, allow me to give you anorexia-affirming care. You are fat. No food for you. How stupid would that be? How cruel would that be? Exceedingly, immeasurably cruel and stupid. But when it comes to gender-affirming care... That's exactly what we do. We allow the patient to diagnose themselves. Why did you go to medical school, doc? What good are you in this conversation if all you're going to do is affirm everything I tell you applies to me? I've had many doctor's appointments in my life. Never have I walked in and had the doctor go, so what would you like for me to diagnose you as today, Bruce? That would be a doctor's office. I would leave quite quickly. And this proliferates. Sadly, this proliferates in the area of psychology, because when people have a mental disconnect, it is a horrible, horrible existence in which they live. They need someone to help clear their mind of the dysfunction that is tormenting them and causing them to live a life that is much less rich than it could be. But you see this in the fact that Yesterday at the State Board of Education, when they voted to pass this resolution saying that boys are boys, girls are girls, and boys shouldn't be in girls' spaces, one of the people who spoke out against it was the executive director of the Ohio School Psychologists Association. Her name is Rachel Chilton, and here is her quote. Banning affirming behavioral and medical care for minors. So... If you're counseling them, you have to tell them what they want to hear. If you are giving them a prescription or diagnosing a surgical cure for their issue, you have to do what they ask you to do. You don't assess them and use the best analysis that your professional training and experience has equipped you for in this situation. No, no, no. You ask them, what do you want me to do for you? And then you have to do it. Because if you don't, Rachel Chilton, the executive director of the Ohio School Psychologists Association, says that you will be going against widely recommended medical advice and would harm the mental and physical well-being of all LGBTQ plus youth across the state, especially transgender and non-binary youth. This is 
madness. And all you have to do is read a sentence justifying this kind of screwed up approach. All you have to do is read the paragraph that justifies it, read it with a discerning eye. Let's proceed. Here's the paragraph. Note how many things are stated as fact that are not supported with facts. LGBTQ plus young people are known to have difficulty finding safe spaces. Is that true? Are they known to have difficulty finding safe spaces? Can you mistreat someone who is LGBTQ and suffer no consequences? Don't LGBTQ kids have plenty of people out there who treat them with dignity, respect, and offer them innumerable safe spaces? But no, not in this. It says young people are known to have difficulty finding safe spaces. The next sentence. Research shows. What research? What research? Could you cite that, please? Could you tell me where your research comes from? Could you show me the double-blind study? Of course not. But they just say, research shows LGBTQ plus youth are five times more likely to die by suicide. That's terrible. Could you document that for me, please? Five times more likely? Oh, the sentence continues. Five times more likely to die by suicide due to their inability to be out among family members and peers. How do we measure that? How did we measure that? Where is that research? Could you show me that? Could you, at the very least, could you name the university that did that study? Because if you're going to name, and you don't even name an organization, but if you're going to name an organization and you're going to say research from GLAD or research from the Human Rights Commission or research from Kaleidoscope Youth Center or research from Stonewall Union, I'm going to say, I think they have a vested interest in putting forth research that confirms their viewpoint going in. I'd like to know where the research is. Could you tell me where the research is? No, you won't tell me where the research is because you just want me to read the sentence. Oh, wow, research shows LGBT youth are five times more likely to die by suicide due to their inability. And, you, and then you go, well, that's terrible. We have to give them whatever they want. No, you just have to read the sentence with your brain working. Here's the final sentence in this triumvirate of lies. In addition, 92% of transgender youth have attempted suicide before age 25. 92%? Are we sure it's not 91% or 93%? I would love to have the numbers. I would love to have you prove that to me. 92% have attempted suicide before age 25. Is it possible that that might have anything at all to do with the fact that they're living at odds without any peace over the fact that They're born a boy, and there are idiots out there affirming them in the idea that they're a girl. And they're wondering why this has happened to them, but not to 90% of the other, or 92% of the other kids out there. Oh, the poor Columbus City Council. They had only a day to celebrate their massive overreach to uh, outlaw flavored tobacco in the city of Columbus before state lawmakers moved to trump their ace. Uh, House Bill 513 (laughs) would uh, make it illegal for municipalities to prohibit bans 
like the one Columbus City Council unanimously passed. Now, this is not law yet, and it may never be law, of course. It has to go through its readings and its voting and all that. But Columbus thinks that it has found a way to keep kids from becoming addicted to tobacco, and the state, which is in the control of Republicans, begs to disagree. The amendment to the bill says the regulation of tobacco products and alternative nicotine products is a matter of general statewide concern that requires statewide regulation. Uh, I have a bill I would prefer the state legislature adopt ahead of that one. Not that I'm not for that one. Anything that, excuse me, anything that interrupts Columbus City Council's attempt to do Nothing that it says is consequential when it really does almost zero to make life better in Columbus. I'm for people blocking that. I'm fine with it. But I think what we need out of our state legislature is a law that requires school boards in the state of Ohio to allow for public comment and to post that public comment online in an easily accessible free location. That is right. You heard me. There is no law in the state of Ohio that forces school boards to listen to comments from the public. Now, most school boards do it until the conversation becomes unpleasant, as it often did starting about a year ago. And now boards of education around the state of Ohio are doing things that, in my opinion, they should not be allowed to do. Number one, forcing people who want to comment at meetings to submit their comments in writing ahead of time so that the board, of course, can look at the comments and decide whether or not they want to allow a person to speak or not. Now, I have no problem with putting time limit on public comment. If you want to limit people's public comment to... Two minutes, three minutes, that's fine. But at Olentangy, which is, I fear, hopelessly lost as a district under the feckless leadership of Mark Rafe and his woke board of ideologues, they severely restrict the comments of their parents in that district. And so do they in Worthington. The Worthington parents have formed their own Facebook page in order to get around what the Worthington Board of Education is doing. What are they doing? They will no longer air live from their Board of Education meetings or post to their YouTube channel the public comment portion of the board meeting. So you can still go in and talk. But they're not going to broadcast your comments. You're going to have to have people in the room hear it. Nobody else is going to hear it. And they're not going to post it on their YouTube posting of the meeting. Uh, This recently prompted a parent who is decidedly against this move to get up and lecture the board about the value of freedom of speech. As you well know, America was founded upon freedom of speech. And of course, it's our First Amendment. But I don't think you understand this. This includes speech you don't like. So I'm asking you to reverse your decision on airing your public comments. And I've heard that you don't have to offer these public comments opportunities. And I heard you also don't have to videotape and present online. 
we do appreciate coming and being able to speak to you and we do appreciate being able to hear this online because of the unbelievable technology this day and age but to hold that over our heads and say if you don't do as we say we will shut it down that is abuse of power and anyone would know that you want to turn us off well i want more exposure i want to hear what everyone has to say for it exposes them for who they are and what they believe. I would much rather hear it from their own mouths in public. Let them talk and let us be heard. The light exposes those who hide in the darkness and you guys are heading into the darkness and we are wondering what you are hiding. We the people wish you to continue airing our public comments. Who here is for limiting my speech? You guys, my elected board, all we want is our schools to do is teach. No politics, no hidden agendas. We will be the parents. You guys worry about keeping our kids safe while in school and making sure our teachers teach. Well said. Very well said. And it's so sad that in this day and age, we have to pursue laws in order to do something that seems pretty obvious. It's constitutional. Freedom of it's speech. It's not just constitutional. Yeah. It seems pretty obvious. If you have a child in school, you should be allowed to hear. And he mentioned technology yep. today. Absolutely. Makes it easy. Yes. The conservative side of the aisle is severely at fault for not getting alarmed back when this kind of mind virus started to proliferate on college campuses because that's where it started. It started with the whole, oh, speech is violence and you can't say that. And here on campus, you can't do that. And we should have realized that pretty soon this was going to make its way into politics. It was going to make its way because the thought was these crazy kids on campus, they're, they can't, what do you mean you can't speak up? What do you mean all voices aren't voices worth being heard that when you when you kids get out in the real world and get in big companies you'll find out that your idealistic college world vanishes that's what we thought but that's not how it worked that mindset moved into and took over corporate boardrooms took it over at google took it over at twitter took it over at facebook took it over in all the big tech companies and it's taken it over in other companies out there, nationwide, and all these big companies, it's taken it over. Or you can be fired for just saying, I don't want to put a rainbow on my email signature. No, I don't support that movement. My Christian faith is I don't support that movement. Or no, I don't want to... We were asleep at the switch because we cannot envision things we are not capable of doing. Our hearts would not allow us, our belief in the goodness of America, even speech we don't like, we would never try to silence it. We have to get better at envisioning things we would never do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.